of the GWH TV Talk podcast on the GWH Radio Network. I'm one of your several co-hosts, Kenny J, here with John Stoney Cannon, What's up? Will Wheeler, Yo. and Mike Garrett. What up? Mister is around the house somewhere. And it's Happy New Year's, man. It is Happy New Year's. Uh, yeah, it's our first show of 2018 or 2018, however you feel like saying it. We, we, we walked in, and right off the bat, Mike is barraging us over the head with the big big event. Hey, it's Mr. And we are watching <laughs> what everybody is raving about, which Mike is sitting there claiming is, is not... The match of the event. And Mike, what are we talking about? What are we watching? Wrestle Kingdom 4. Wrestle Kingdom 4. The annual January 4th event. New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, the last two have been better than anything I've seen anywhere else in 10 years. It's great. If anybody disagrees, let me know and know why. But um, this match got the most U.S. attention because of who's here to Canadians. Yep. But honestly, that's kind of funny. Yeah, no, right? Ironic. Canadians, right? (laughs) But um, the honest to God truth is, man, all the other matches, even though they were all twice as long as this, I mean, they were great. The last match, uh, Naito and um, you remember the blonde that retained the championship? Forget his name. It was an hour long match. It was great. I'm looking up. I can talk about this all day. Wow, I agree. Woo! Right here. Man, oh man. So what a great way to start the year. And, you know, we've been, uh, we, we once again, go ahead and tell everybody uh, the name of this event. That way they want to seek it out if they're if they're clueless. Wrestle Kingdom 4. Uh, you can kind of look it up with uh, NJWPWK. And, um, no, that's January 4th. Wrestle Kingdom 12, I believe it is. All right. So, But just the NJWP. And then Wrestle Kingdom, you'll find it. You'll find yeah, looks like the champion was uh, Will Osprey. That's it. Ooh, and he retained. In a he is one tremendously long. awesome talent. I think he'll he'll get a shot at WWE. He will. I could be wrong. He's in the rumor mill. But which, could, you, which could be a shame. We watch drop. We watch drop kicks all the time. We do a wrestling podcast. We've seen a million drop kicks between the four of us to equal four million. Exactly. Um, I saw Osprey do a drop kick, and I was like, I never want to see another drop kick again after that. It was so much extension. It was just, Jesus, man, I can't just go. You got to. I'll put it on our page. I'll we'll go find it. Oh, yeah. Just the extension. His belly's out to here. His legs are back here. His head's back here. I mean, just the. Woo! Right here. 
crazy. It's kind of like grabbing a Ken doll and just holding it horizontal in the air for a few minutes, right? Yeah, just defying the laws of gravity. <laughs> That's some craziness. And I didn't know, Will, we were talking before the show, he was, he knew the guy, I didn't, but the cheeseburger guy is awesome. He's like, kind of a novelty, kind of a Spike Dudley. Yeah. Something like that. Maybe that dude with no chin, except this dude wrestles really good. I mean, he was like really trained ROH. I mean, he is. I saw him. This sucker was. I mean, granted, he would have been. He started off just getting curtain. He may have been a curtain jerk, but gosh, he was so over. That's just. I mean, the the pop this man got in ROH, and I mean, what, Kenny, what uh, Mike said earlier, the pop he got in this was unreal. He made it to the last two. He was one of the last two in the Rumble. Oh wow! And that kicks off the Russell Kingdom. Man, crazy. Well, it's just thank God because, I mean, I haven't even been able to even stay interested with WWE in about two months now. I mean, it's, been, eh. it's more storyline than yeah. technique. So, you know, you kind of get burnt out on them. Which is a shame because there's some really good talent. There's some great talent. The problem is, is it seems like uh, that talent is better elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I have excited. I am excited for the uh, Women's Battle Royal. That's pretty cool. It's going to be interesting. At, um, I think they're going to use it to kind of crop talent. I think they're going to put them all in there, see what happens. And the ones that really suck, I think they're going to cut. Because there's too many women in the WWE right now. And I mean, then you hear the rumors, oh, they're going to bring the women's tag title back. Um, there's not enough women to have a tag title. No. No. There, dude, there wasn't enough women to do that. Ever. Speaking of which, rest in peace to the lady from Glow Wrestling that passed away. Mount Fiji. Yeah. Oh, rest she's finally passed, man. Me and my two stepsisters used to stay up on our black and white 11-inch TV. <laughs> and we would have to turn it every commercial break just a little more because making or the earth would turn and we'd have to turn the rabbit ears just to keep oh, it going. I hear you, man. I hear you. I remember that like yesterday. And she was always the main event. Yeah. yeah. Yo, I watched the... Uh, I remember that documentary when they all they had yeah. the reunion. The real had, one? Yeah, the real yeah. documentary. Not, the real, not the Not the not Netflix the, shit. Not the, well, the Netflix, it was, that was kind of cool. I dug that. that. But the documentary where they had the reunion, she's in the wheelchair, and that's, yeah. that's, that's all she wanted was to, to get back with the girls. Yeah. You know, that was... That's one of those documentaries, like, if, if, if you don't want to, like... Any notches stuck into your man points, don't watch that with somebody else, because... Because if you have any possibility that there's any heart in you that you're going to shed a tear and you don't want to do it in front of the guys, don't watch the end of that documentary. Yeah. I was kind of like that when I seen, what's the, um, what was British Bulldogs tag team partner? Dynamite Kid. Oh my gosh. That will make you, that will make you humble. Just wow. Yeah. Bad. And, and no, that, not the Iron Sheik way either, but no, that he, documentary. I don't mean to sound I don't mean to sound like really bad, but the dude right now can't even barely wipe his own ass. And he hadn't been able to for a while. I mean, he's, he's confined to a chair. And Ali, anybody our age remembers all the matches that dude was part of. Well, crazy. But yeah, thank, thank goodness we got some... Yep. Some great wrestling in the world going on today because, like I said, the the big main products kind of meh. Yeah. So uh, 2016 was really just 
nothing from wrestling. It was just really nothing really exciting. Um, had a lot of celebrity deaths too that Bumba saw out as a whole. Yeah, politics started sucking the life out of us all. Twenty seventeen kind of rolled into the same kind of thing. Twenty eighteen, we got Georgia going to the fucking championship. Yeah, <laughs> we all live vicariously through those last two games. We got good wrestling right now. Oh yeah, no, without a doubt. Japan. New Japan um, airing has found its way to Pluto TV along with Ring of Honor, and uh, we can now get it on YouTube and. There their website actually, except for this pay per view, you can watch those shows. So there's a lot of good stuff going and on. And then, oddly enough, even TNA has been mildly interested, yeah. especially yeah. compared to WWE. I think yeah. WWE just kind of falling TNA's, off. TNA is actually above WWE on my news search the last two or three weeks. Like, oh, it's right. getting better. Like, there's more news there. So, I, I think they did the clearinghouse thing, and yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? So. Everything's been good. It's been a much better start to a year than it has been. Oh, yeah. And Philly's doing great right now. Oh, well, of course. Foles is taking the helm. So I still believe. Yeah. Was, well, because Wiz had had the surgery, so he's... He did. But I told... I even... Stoney even attested this, because um, I posted it in the Soulbar Fantasy League, but y'all remember when Chip Kelly came and just fucked it all up. Oh, yeah. He got rid of everybody that was worth two pennies. And um, yeah. he got rid of Nick Foles and sent this dude to St. Louis for... Uh, who was that guy we got that never played a full season? Oh, God, he was in St. Louis. He got hurt his rookie year. They traded the world for him. We'll look that up later. But anyway, um, Nick Foles, I told everybody, I was like, well, Nick Foles is going to go to the Super Bowl with some team. Too bad it's not going to be Philly. You know, because that's how good he was. Still to this day, nobody has a quarterback rating as high as Nick Foles in the month of November. He said that like three years ago. And it was insane. Like five passes through the air per game average of 4.5 or so. She's insane. <laughs> Keep in mind, Brady won the Super Bowl that year, so I say a lot. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, the big there's been a big stink with the whole Brady Brady versus his coach. And then the Brady thing private later. training thing. Oh, jeez. Is, is that really a And he fires his private just trying to make something out of it. I don't know. Dude, I, just don't, I don't think Bill or Brady are sweating that. I, can, I think people want that to do something so somebody else can do something. Yeah. Belichick's a genius, man. I'm going to say that right. He's a genius. I mean, he might, when you look at Belichick, he's wearing these cut off hoodies, sweatshirts, but that man is a football genius. And a fishing legend. Yeah, but you know, here's oh, yeah. the thing. Here's the thing. If it is true that he really, really saw something in that backup quarterback to keep him to groom him, eventually Brady's going to have to step down. Yeah. And if Brady did have an issue, an ego issue, to get rid of that backup quarterback, that, that, that just means coach got some extra work to do if, if yeah. he, he just lost if he lost his groom, you know. So. And, I mean, when you look at it, too, with New England, the fact that you got their coordinators, uh, McDaniels and Furia, the uh, defensive uh, coordinator, they're going to get – one of them will be a head coach. And it's just it's those coordinators and what the Patriots have done. It's just something – it's that Belichick tree. Yeah. I mean, when you look at where he comes from, the Belichick tree, the uh, he's from Bill Parcells. And, I mean, that's a that's a, a heck of a coaching tree. He's from everywhere. People think he only has what five rings, but he, he, honestly, got, he had two for the Giants. I was gonna say he's been to the Super Bowl with four teams total. I didn't say won it, but he's been to the Super Bowl with four teams. You remember that he started out with the Texans when they, when they switched over to the tennis. Uh, you know what, Belichick? Yeah. No, he was with the Giants. 
Well, who was it in Texas? Houston Allmars or some shit? He started out as a Chase Mountain sidelines as a heel and went to the Super Bowl. No, I'm trying to think. He's he's one. He's been. He's got five rings. Yeah, that's as a head coach, though. Yeah, but he's got two as a Giants, so he's got seven. So he's actually been to, like, eight or nine yeah, Super Bowls. Okay. Well, is the beauty of that whole thing is, is for somebody who's not a Belichick fan like me, this is actually a wrestling show. Yeah. So I'll we can actually get into the wrestling. <laughs> so so what do you say we go ahead and get into the wrestling, Kenny? Yeah, I guess that sounds like a good idea. We'll talk a little bit more about uh, the dogs and stuff. About the, like about the awesome dogs. Go dogs. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's uh, let's, let's move into some birthdays here for the next. Uh, what's up? Yeah. Okay. Cool. So birthdays since the start of the year, we've got a um, on the very first day of uh, the year, January first. Birthdays. We've got Jimmy Hart. Yeah. Mouth is out, baby. There you go. We got Kimberly Page. I'm friends with her on Facebook. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Bobby Roode. Glorious. There you go. I can't get into him. Sorry. I love his work in TNA, though. I, I, think, they're, I think they're grooming him to be like the, the next Ric Flair, Tilly Blanchard type. I think you're right, especially yeah. with the rug. They, they, they did that joke in TNA, too. Yeah, that Roode, Bobby Roode and Austin Aries, I can't. I don't know why I try. And uh, Johnny Romano. Those are our January 1st birthdays. Yep. January 2nd, um, we don't have anything written down, so if uh, anybody out there knows who's uh, celebrating a birthday several days ago. Wrestler number five. Yes, there we go. January 3rd, we got Lord Littlebrook, Jim Ross. My God, my God, my God. Jim Ross. So cold, so cold, so cold. When is Jim Ross's birthday? The third. Yeah. Oh, so it was just yesterday. Yeah. Or two days. Yeah, yeah. Two days. yeah. recently. Yeah. Well, happy birthday, JR. Fuck the Sooners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, do you have a crying towel for, for Baker Mayfield, uh, JR? That probably wasn't the best birthday present, was it? Oh, no. I'll send him a lap dance. Chill. <laughs> there we it's go. Good, yeah. <laughs> Let's see who else on the third. Uh, got uh, Vic Grimes. Like this bitch, man. <laughs> See, so yeah, Vic Grimes, uh, New Jack. What's that New Jack? A whole pile full of cheers, and what's that old Indian Joe? Uh, Gypsy Joe. Gypsy Joe, and a whole pile of cheers for his birthday. There you go. And Chris Nelms. Oh yeah, work with him. Tremendous talent. Uh, he's one, probably one of your hottest talents in Georgia. Um, he he generally gets booked out of state too. So this is a tr- he's a tremendous. Oh, he's actually an old. When you look at him, he's almost he's like an old school heel. I mean, textbook old school heel in a modern age. Uh, January fourth. Uh, I don't know. Is this guy a priest, Simon Sermon? Um, I've worked with. I've actually worked with him in a on a car. Tremendous talent um, in Georgia. Um, just amazing, progressive individual. Right on. Right on. Uh, the fifth. We have nothing written down. Once again, if you know anybody. We had a fifth birthday. Comment. Uh, January 6th, we got Jacqueline Moore. Will Famer. Yeah. yeah. And Awesome TC. When you think of Jackie, does anybody else just automatically think of the boobs coming out? Yep. 
Of course, yeah. Mm. She was such a great wrestler, but I'm just yeah. I mean, she would wrestle guys. I mean, she had that when she was in the USWA. Everywhere she went, she'd wrestle guys. All right, the seventh, which is also my buddy Rob's birthday. We got Chava Guerrero Sr. R.I.P., brother. James Beard. One of the most tremendous, one of the best referees in wrestling, but they never mentioned him in any circle. Uh, tremendously good guy, a Facebook friend. I've talked with James many a time. Uh, tremendously good book about uh, writing. And he also was one of the architects of bringing in Bradshaw to wrestling. So also, C.W. Anderson. All right. On the eighth, we have Luke Williams. A gym owner and a bushwhacker. All right. <laughs> Ray Mysterio Senior Uncle Bull Is that Nakaro Nakaro R.I.P. Bull Chris Masters Masterlock And Curly and TNA Another tremendous uh, Georgia talent uh, He gets different bookings everywhere Mass wrestler Magnum Tokyo on the 9th. Not Tokyo. We're watching Japan. <laughs> Todd Grisham. Tokyo Dome. All right. On the 10th, Ed Wiskowski. A.K.A. Colonel De Beers. Uh, one of the more hottest heel acts in the mid-80s in the fledgling AWA. Uh, to the point where he had a match with Derek Dukes. And the loser would be, if Colonel De Beers lost, he would have been painted black. And his family helped start the magazine PWI, or was it another one? I think it was somebody else. It's another one. It lasted a long time. Yeah. The Aftermags. Sorry. Also on the 10th, he is buff, he is the stuff, and the girls just can't get enough buff Bagwell. He's always on our show somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Yeah, we'll sleep about Bagwell. See, we got uh, Brian Christopher. Jerry's son. Yep. And a big Steelers fan. Jerry's kids. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget Kevin. Yep. And Donovan Morgan. There we go. Oh, yeah. On the 11th. Nobody. Nobody. On the 12th. My favorite wrestler. I don't know. The the, the mysterious. Yeah. Brian Blair. Tremendous talent. uh, Florida guy. Uh, Apparently, he's not on the Iron Sheik's Christmas list. Be Brian Blair! Whatever. I put you on Kevin Clutch! <laughs> I make you humble! <laughs> and finally, Chrissy Vane. Chrissy Vane. She Don't know a, her. She was actually in the WWE briefly. Had a brief run on SmackDown. Uh, now she's a Home Shopping Network model and a mama. Alright. So I've met Chrissy. Tremendous, very fan friendly uh, person. And she was trained by some North Carolina indie guys I had worked with and knew. All right. Well, I'm thinking then. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking maybe Jackie. Oh yes. Jackie, give me your lap dance this year, man. <laughs> Why not? Let's start off with Jackie. Jackie. Oh, we gotta have Jackie. Oh, uh, gotta have Jackie. Uh, all right. So happy birthday to all our very lucky birthday boys. We'll get Lord Littlebrook a a tall stool so he can have that special lap dance with Jackie, and it'll be all good. Oh yeah. Too bad we didn't have any midget wrestlers as uh, female wrestlers on this list, but okay, we can do that. Yeah, that'll be good. Oh, yeah. Well, they'll make their way onto the birthday list, uh, you know. 
Everybody's got a birthday during the year. So yep. As long as we uh, keep doing podcasts, and someday we'll have a little person. There you go. All right. Uh, I guess before we dive into any more deep discussion, let's go over some uh, history from year, New Year's past. I believe Will's going to start us off. All right. Uh, 52 years ago today on January, January 7th uh, in St. Louis, Missouri, Gene Kanitsky defeated Lou Thez to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. What's amazing about that time frame, the world champion will be a champion for a long time. 52 yep. years ago. That's a long time ago. Very long time. But you don't have that today. That's older than me. Exactly. By just a few <laughs> months. Oh, wow, dude. Yeah. And uh, 23 years ago, on January 8th, on a live edition of WCW Main Event from Atlanta, Georgia, Atlanta. Arn Anderson defeated Johnny B. Bad to win the WCW World Television Championship. How much litter was in the ring that night? <laughs> Jericho just cut his ass and leg up and on that table right there. And he bleeds for the rest of the match. Them Chinese tables aren't like That's right, baby. And uh, 20 years ago on January 8th, a beginning of, uh, you could consider this a beginning of the end moment, possibly. WCW presented the debut episode of Thunder from the Ocean Center in Daytona Beach, Florida. A new show created by Ted Turner due to the success of WCW Monday Nitro. Despite Eric Bischoff's reluctance to add the, to the nine weekly TV hours already taken up by Nitro, Saturday Night, Main Event, and Pro, and a higher increase making it hard to run an additional show, Turner went forward with the plan, adding additional house shows to ease the financial burden. Most remembered for the vacating of the WCW World Heavyweight title after a pair of controversial encounters between Hollywood Hulk Hogan and Sting, fans also remember the episode as the first time Sting, Sting would speak since October 96. The card. Randy Savage defeats Chris Adams via reverse decision. Adams won with Lex Luger's help, but J.J. Dilla overturned it. Rick Martel defeated the late Louis Piccoli. Hiroshi Tenzin defeated Mikiyashu O'Hara. Tenzin, wow, that's pretty good Japanese talent on the Thunder. Ric Flair defeated Chris Jericho. The Giant defeated me. Goldberg defeated Steve McMichael. Good. The Steiner brothers, Rick and Scott, defeated Buff Bagwell and Conan. Ray Trailer defeated Scott Hall. Juventud Guerrero defeated Ultimo Dragon in the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. Luger defeated Scott Norton. Diamond Dallas Page defeated uh, Scott Norton. I mean, Kevin Nash about his qualification to retain the WCW United States Championship. Take it away, Stoney. Oh, man. I, I, I used to like Thunder. That was, that was a good show. Really? It, it was one that wasn't three fucking hours, you know, so you could watch your wrestling and, like, yeah. be entertained and go to sleep. Yeah. I kind of And I liked uh, Sunday Night Heat, too. And I want to think that before we get on the next one was uh, on the Shivani podcast, he mentioned, he. I, I kind of tied into Shivani mentioned it was kind of a beginning and the end, too. Yeah, I lived on his podcast. Speaking of Shivani, really quick before we get to the rest of history, Will can answer this for yeah. us. We're watching the Georgia game the other night. Yeah, right. You're we talking about the executive producers and directors. And they brought up a Chris Shivani and a Tony Shivani. Yep. Is working. Or is, is he and maybe somebody, maybe a brother now involved with yep. maybe Georgia or Atlanta yep. sports? Yeah. Well, Tony Shivani himself before yep. the Macon Braves went defunct. When he left wrestling, he was the announcer for the making Braves for three And now he's the Gwinnett, oh, wow. the, Gwinnett, uh, mm-hmm. new, the Gwinnett team. He's the announcer for that. He's also... Probably making way better money than Gwinnett. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's part of the radio, Bulldog Radio Network, so yeah. yeah he's like a radio producer? He has a podcast. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Radio producer. He also does the basketball commentary. He does some football. He does some football stuff too. Nice. So he, he cusses his ass off on that radio yeah, show his, too. His, uh, his we, podcast. We yeah. Uh, never heard him cuss on the air back in the day, so it's weird hearing Shivani cuss like that. Yeah, we were just cruising down the road, and we were like, I was like, did you say Tony Shivani? I thought it was weird when they said the first Shivani, but what's more weird? And Chris is his son, though. That's his son, I think. All right. What's more weird is watching. Is seeing him and that goatee nowadays. Like Tony Schiavone and a goatee is just not really good. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, six years ago on January 9th, WWE announces that the four horsemen, Art Anderson, JJ Dillon, Ric Flair, Barry Windham, and Tony Blanchard, everybody but founding member Oli, or excuse me, yeah, Oli. Would headline the WWE Hall of Fame Class of 2012 with Edge. To this day, still, still one that burns my ass because yeah. if you're going to induct the Four Horsemen, induct the Four Horsemen, the real ones. Yeah, the original statement. Which would JJ do? Which when they afterwards or right before that when uh, they had Fan Fest and they had the Four Horsemen, only took part in that. So good, good for them. And 34 years ago, on January 10th in Memphis, Tennessee, Nick Bockwinkle defeated the King Jerry Lawler to win the vacated AWA World Heavyweight Championship. The title was vacated following a bout back on December 27th involving Lawler and Bockwinkle. That's that's the little bit I have, and I'm going to send it over to Mike. It happens like that. Lawler's a good guy, though. Um... We're going to go 27 years ago to January 11th in East Rutherford, New Jersey. A great place for wrestling. Ric Flair defeated Sting to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, making Flair the first ever WCW World Heavyweight Champion, although the WWE does not recognize his first WCW World Title run as one of his world titles, instead recognizing it as an NWA World Title run that led to the birth of the WCW World Title. Flair would hold the belt until he, until he leaving, <laughs> until he split in July. All right, 25 years ago on the same day, January 11th, WWF, now WWE, presented the first episode of Monday Night Raw from the Manhattan Center in New York City, which was a big damn day in wrestling history. Uh, the show replaced the long-running primetime wrestling on the USA Network, which wasn't live, and was a first for weekly televised wrestling, with matches and angles being played out before a live audience as opposed to matches being taped in the studio or an arena with commentary dubbed in later. Genuinely live every week in its first few months between a, downtown, between a downturn in business and legal issues, weekly live shows quickly became a financial problem, and by the summer 1993... Return to its old taping formula. On the first, on that first card, Yokozuna defeated Coco Beware. Damn, Coco Beware. The Steiner brothers, Rick and Scott, defeated the Executioners, Dwayne Gill and Barry Hardy. Shawn Michaels defeated Max Moon to retain the WWF Intercontinental Title, and the Undertaker defeated Damian Demento. And that was the. That was a big day. Not to, I'm going to send it to Kenny, but the first live thing they ever did with Raw, so much can go wrong. It did take balls. 
to do that. There's so much. And if it can't go wrong, it's going to go wrong a lot. Uh, yeah. Well, and it took balls for anybody to decide that Max Moon should have been <laughs> taking on anybody for the WWE. In the, in the inaugural show. And the funny fact is, a little known fact, is Bobby Heenan tries to get into the show. Yeah, as a woman one time, as what was the three different characters he like got old man, Like old man, and he was like... I remember, uh, I liked it from the Manhattan Center. I mean, they, 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 they outgrew it. And um, I remember them saying they had to break the ring down and take it in uh, shopping carts up the elevator. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that was the only way to get it up there. And I remember the, I think it was, he was Big Daddy Cool at the time. But y'all remember the escalator fight? Oh, yeah. Like the first couple episodes. They went up and down and up and down. Oh, yeah. The escalators just whooping each other's ass. That was good, and I'm glad it happened because it changed wrestling forever. All right, well, I've got to go. You want to read it? You want to read the news? Yeah. Sorry, I'm watching Jericho. Oh, okay, well, Mr. doesn't feel like reading. All right, so 25 years ago on January 11th, at a WCW Saturday night taping in Atlanta, Georgia, Dustin Rhodes defeated Ricky Steamboat by countout to win the vacated NWA WCW United States Championship. The bout was originally signed to determine the number one contender for the belt, but when champion Rick Rude was forced to vacate due to injury, it was made for the title instead. And then 20 years ago, on January 12th, Rise War from State College, Pennsylvania, the Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Warren, Robert Gibson, and Chris, who were just at VPW about a month ago, were awarded the NWA World Tag Team Championship after the titles were vacated when the WWF agreed to have the titles defended on their shows. Nice, nice. I want to say that during this, I can't remember which wrestler, y'all, but it was a Japanese wrestler. We'll probably know immediately in school of song. But they were, they were talking about it, and they go, trained by the legendary Ricky Morton. And I was like, wow. I'm like, damn, when did he have time to train a dude? And plus, I was thinking this dude's so fucking awesome. But um, Ricky Morton's put his stamp on a lot of people. Yep. Oh, he has. I mean, son of Morton, you can't go wrong. Probably, if anybody wants to get into the actual business, if you want to be trained as a wrestler... That's probably one go-to guy is Ricky Morton. While I was reading uh, my history, my January 11th stuff, y'all were probably intently watching this. Did y'all see the part where he kept hitting him with the chair without the seat in it? No. That was the part that the blade was actually in the seat, and and Jericho had to put the seat on the frame to, to go down on him. You saw it, and that's whenever Jericho cut his ass but they cut back to Omega in the corner and suddenly he was bleeding okay. from the that's what like Jericho had to hold the cushion through the thing cut the dude <laughs> needless to say you can blade him yeah. yeah but did you just see the package power driver in oh, the chair yeah. <laughs> Vince is getting oh, read it. oh. <coughs> Alright, Kenny Omega. 29 minute match that was amazing. There you go. go oh, ahead. that is a sick, that's a sick move. That's a bomb. That is a bomb. Alright, well maybe now's like a good time for us to, uh, while we while we change the uh, piss out some our video watching and piss out some coffee, maybe it's a good time to take a break. Alright, well we're going we're gonna to take a quick commercial break and we're going to come back and we're going to talk a, a little bit more wrestling, some indie wrestling. 
And you know what? We're gonna we're gonna even get into the controversy. We're gonna talk a little bit of college football. Fuck that, Georgia's in it. We're talking a lot. Yep. Right, baby. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. Tell everybody we'll be right back, Mister. Who is it? Okay, he said it in his head. I heard it. Garfield. It's a new year, and VPW is back for a new round of exciting wrestling action. Make room on those 2018 calendars for Viral Pro Wrestling's next event on Saturday, February 10th at the Sweetwater Gym in Thompson, Georgia, where several of your favorite VPW superstars are ringing in the new year in the, well, ring, including Darius Lockhart, Hex, Charlie Anarchy, Tracer X, Chip Day, The Monster Squad, VPW Champion Chris Main, and many more. The action hits the mat on Saturday, February 10th at the Sweetwater Gym as VPW gets 2018 started in style. Viral Pro Wrestling, infecting the CSRA. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, since it's the 2018, uh, this year is the 30th anniversary of two very interesting cards and created in very interesting directions in wrestling history. World Series of Poker? Uh, no, not quite. Oh, oh wrong kind of cards. Oh, sorry. Nice. Yeah, but the way, yeah, we can do that card. But this was a wild card for both two organizations, the NWA and the WWF at the time. Uh, we'll start off with the NWA. Uh, back in 1988, January 24th, 1988, we're going to head to a very big event called the Bunkhouse Stampede. And the, the quick the bunkhouse stampede is you come in battle royal, fight as who you are with the boots. And apparently, uh, the big thing was Dusty won the Dusty Rhodes, the late Dusty Rhodes won the bunkhouse stampede. And the fact of the matter is, uh, they also had some other card too. The, the Road Warriors had wrestled on it, uh, Midnight Express wrestled on it, uh, Dick Murdoch wrestled on it, um, very, very tremendously. It was a good card, but the problem was they had it at the Nassau Coliseum in New York, and that was way out of the line because, for one, the house wasn't that great, and two, it was another attempt to go after Vince, but this was on pay-per-view. However, a big event we have come to know in WWE Started on that very same day, but here's the kicker. This was shown on the USA Network live for free. Free. And it's a January happening and the 30th anniversary. We call it, you you call it the Royal Rumble. And the Royal Rumble is a big battle royal. We have 30 WWE superstars fight it out for a shot at the title of WrestleMania. Now, but the original Royal Rumble only had 20 wrestlers. And there was a, a, pretty, a pretty good little undercard as well. Strike Force defended the WWE Tag Team title. Uh, I think there was a Bam Bam Bigelow match and all that good stuff. But the Royal Rumble itself was originally won by Lugolf, South Carolina's own Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Who was the original winner of the Royal Rumble. And... Uh, what that ended up doing was it just created a firestorm and probably one of the biggest of the big four pay-per-views in the WWE. It was the free event in 88, but 
89, they said, wow, this thing's so hot, let's make it a pay-per-view. And they did, and you've seen so many moments in the Royal Rumble from the from the uh, overturned uh, double tap with uh, Batista and John Cena. And, the, and one of the only times this Royal Rumble was Ric Flair winning his one of his only two WWE championships at the Royal Rumble. And the fact that Shawn Michaels was a Mr. Royal Rumble himself, lasting over an hour in a couple of Royal Rumbles. And still just some tremendous goods. And I mean, and just recently we had a title switch in a Royal Rumble a couple years ago when Triple H won the WWE title in a Royal Rumble. So we've had championship switches. We've had so many good moments. We've had so many good matches. But it's just the fact that this was a turning point in the WWE. I mean, it kind of created a stay, but for, for Crockett, it kind of was a beginning of the downhill. However, they they had some slow houses in January, but that was due to uh, snow. But, and this was from, I'm going to quote Cornette's experience from that day, it was like, after that winter, they still had tremendously great houses and all that good stuff. They were tremendously good houses, but then they were still having good houses up until the buyout. But... As they say, the the damage was done, beginning and the end. But still, what a great what great moment, what a great card. And I mean, you you had some you still had your January cards in Memphis, and you still had your early cards in various territories. But just tremendously, tremendous history. Thirty years ago, these events happened. Okay, and and one would on one hand denote the, the eventual downfall of one organization and then one could would eventually become known as kind of like the kickoff to the final road to WrestleMania every year. Yep. Huge. So, huge. The Royal Rumble. I always thought it was kind of funny because they had this big event that was so popular but you know Battle Royals and Rumbles are kind of like for to me have always been kind of like the honors. Yeah, you know, you like whatever. Few, you have a few surprises. Yeah, like um, a few returns, people we haven't seen in a few months, yeah. maybe I mean, some debuts. Kobe Kingston always doing something crazy. Yeah, I, he didn't last year, so I kind of disappointed. Yeah, well, it happens. It does. Oh man, but you know, another good thing, uh, something that people have not expected that is happening this year that goes back even further. Is um in our area, we some of us, most of us, are pleased to be excited about the fact that someone is, is making their possible opportunity to finally win the national championship for the first time in what is it, forty-five years, forty-eight years, fifty years. In a long time. Damn. <clears throat> and that would be the Georgia Bulldogs. Wow. Ooh, the last time they won, Herschel Walker was the running back. That's right. Sure. Yep. Sure. And Buck was when he got a husband, right? No, yeah. a couple years later. Yep. He was a freshman. Oh, all right. Went undefeated. My dad still has two of the Coke bottles. Oh, wow. Buck Blue. Yep. Lindsey Scott. There you go. So, but... As excited as people may be about this whole Georgia Bulldogs thing, and, and I'm excited. I mean, we're all from Georgia. Yeah. I grew up watching Herschel Walker, even. Who didn't? You yeah. know, I mean, I had just moved back to the state, so. Hey, and I saw him 
um, this past week talking about Georgia because he's obviously on everybody's mind, just like we mentioned. Him. Yeah. Dude is still ripped. No. He did an MMA match and won. Like, dude, I don't know what his cardio is, but physically he could go run the ball in the NFL. Yeah. And I mean, I can give you a quick, but he did 1,500 push ups and 1,500 sit ups a day. And he had a speech speech impediment. He was not in the best shape, and he just developed into a monster athlete. And he was also the bout of Victoria of the graduating class at Johnson County High. And he was nasty on the track. And well, and he obviously had a great diet because I once years ago ate at Delights on Washington Road, which is now a McDonald's. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um, I was uh, his older brother's line supervisor at Bassett Furniture Company for two years oh, wow, after yeah. I graduated high school. Um, his brother is missing a finger or half of a finger. Yeah. And um, every day when he came to work, he would he would be wearing some something like CBS Sports or Fox Sports or yeah. whatever. I mean, just you could tell that the whole family had free swag for days. But anyway, I got to to know him, and uh, he had a little little side excursion with drugs and stuff like that. But anyway, I think he's now a big supervisor out there, but uh, Herschel actually blew his finger off um, accidentally as a kid with a shotgun. <laughs> but yeah, we're from the same place, so Herschel, like, I've seen him with my own two eyes like 20 times. Oh, cool, man. And he's been in the Dublin parade quite a few times, like Demarius Thomas is now, um, like the Dublin St. Patrick's parade and stuff like that. Oh, cool. So, you know, as we're all getting excited about this happening, actually... Tomorrow, based on yeah. when this podcast actually gets played, yep. this will be tomorrow evening, afternoon yeah. evening on TV, taking on Alabama, Who's and going down. As, as much as, um, you know, we I have friends, you know, that, that every year, you know, they're Georgia fans, and this is my big criticism of, of them, all year they're like, they're like, fuck Alabama, yeah. and then Alabama goes to the national championship, and all of a sudden they're like, oh, we're going to root for Alabama because SEC represent. Dude, make up your mind. Does yeah. Alabama suck or do they not suck? Stop kissing their ass because your team doesn't make it to the championship. Hey, Philly's in the same damn division with Dallas, and I don't care what day of the week it is. Dallas sucks. There you go. Dallas sucks. Hey, my favorite team's Philly. My second favorite, who the fuck ever's playing Dallas that week? Exactly. I hear you. And, and here's the thing. I am not a Clemson fan. Me neither, but I was right. so but glad I rooted we're against not Clemson. Playing. I rooted against Clemson yeah. against Alabama because Clemson scares the shit out of me. Well, hey, well, they're well, uh, not me. You're a fucking defensive Well, but I mean, I mean, in, I mean, in the national championship, I rooted for Clemson to take it. What was it last year? The yeah. year before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I rooted for Clemson to take because I think we all. I, I will take on. I, I will pick anybody over Alabama. I hear you. You know what I mean? I don't care. My least favorite team in the world. I will pick over Alabama. You know, I will pick the Pat. I will pick the New England Patriots over Alabama. Miami of Ohio over me. Alabama. <laughs> you know, so. Well, but see, I, I grew up, I grew up at a time period, you know, the seventies in football, where, um, and this this was what was cool about this whole uh, thing in the Rose Bowl and stuff. So I grew up where you had these rivals every year, and the Rose Bowl was a big one. You always had USC, and you had Notre Dame, you had Michigan, you had the Buckeyes. Now you don't have that anymore. And, and it's kind of funny because I was looking over the previous top ten leading up to this. Uh-huh. 
and um, everybody's all about, oh, they made the playoffs and they fixed it. Well, you still have you still have a group of people <laughs> yeah. that are voting for the top four to yeah. decide who is going to play for yeah. the national championship. Yeah. So what did they change? They really haven't changed anything with this whole playoff it's thing. It's still a matter of opinion. opinion. It's yeah, still a matter of opinion. opinion. Because here's the difference. They say, oh, three and four have a chance now. Okay, well, do we remember back in the day where, where the national championship didn't involve Georgia Tech, but Georgia Tech at either three or four won the crap out of their game, and by the time it was all over, ended up with a share of the national championship. Yeah. So you can't tell me that that three or four miss out on the national championship under the old thing, right? And everybody's like, well, it's better. Well, it's better if maybe the top eight or the top ten or the top twelve are involved in this playoff thing. Because I'm also curious to ask, and, and, and I'll ask particularly Will, because yeah. we know Will is a sports junkie. You don't have to buff it up to get to the points, Donnie. But it fucking sucks that what? a team kicked the shit out of both teams to yes. get the fucking shit. Yes. It's fucked up. Yeah. You just put it on the table and go, okay, yeah. this team beat the fuck out of Auburn, and Auburn beat the fuck out of, you know what I mean? Exactly. And this team won their ball game and ended up undefeated. Exactly. How the fuck can you honestly, and I had a dude sitting where Will was sitting right here last night going, Dude, no, they got it right because, and he's just a huge Georgia fan. He was wearing Georgia shit last yeah. night. I mean, I'm all for my team too, but let's be fucking fair because we're gonna be on the other side of that sooner or later. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Everybody be, is. Everybody yeah, is. Of course, it's a sport. You know, yeah. because so, because if the games would have gone the other way, those right. teams would be complaining about it too. Would be saying, "Hey, our teams are right." So let's let's just to keep it a little wrestling. I'm gonna relate it to wrestling. You remember how WCW Monday Nitro had the cruiserweight division? Yeah. Those were basically all wrestlers that Ted Turner and Bischoff said, you'll never have a chance to win the WCW heavyweight title. So this team that went undefeated, basically they just did the best they possibly could do in any given situation and got told, you'll never be able to win that big one. Exactly. I don't care what you do. You can go undefeated. Cinderella story. Woo-woo. You know, fuck, if you bust the bracket, you win it. You know what I mean? In March yeah. Madness. I'm just trying to be fair. I know Georgia <coughs> people are going to be pissed. But. Yeah. And it's and it's not so much Georgia, okay? And they because, didn't because just beat them by one point. And no. you got the Bama, so you on the Bama side okay. because everybody said they deserve yeah. not to get in. They said, oh, Ohio State should have gotten in over Bama because Alabama lost. They didn't win their conference. And then you have the whole interview of Nick Saban saying, conference champions get in, but then he said, the, and then the next year he repeats his point and goes, the bowl did it right. Yeah. Well, I mean, and then, okay, so on one hand, you can kind of say, okay, for Georgia. And I'm not saying that because I'm a Georgia fan, but because while they got their asses handed to them in Auburn, by Auburn, yeah, they got vindicated by beating Auburn. They did. When did, all, when did Alabama return the favor to Auburn? Didn't. What is it that Alabama can say versus Auburn in, in comparison. So all of a sudden, Alabama, who didn't even come in second in the SEC, is in the top four. Yep. Oh, it's just, it's on sheer and, name and, you, and, you, can, and you can sit there and you can say, well, that's because Alabama only lost one game all season. Well, if you look at the final rankings for the year, the number one team and number two team in the country both lost two games during the regular season. And you got to 
team over here that won out. Like the yep. fucking 72 Dolphins. You know, I mean, I come on. It. Come on, guys. I mean, I mean, if me personally, Listen, me, me, I, I, I think at the end of the day, right. and, and it's not really just so much that. I mean, I'm, we were talking earlier, and I said, you know, why do we have these conference, cha- conference championships? Because apparently, it didn't do anything for Auburn. Right. You know what I mean? They were the second runner-up, but yet the third runner-up, who they beat... Yeah. Is in the national championship because they managed to get voted into the top four, not because they won into the top four. And that's where the the the. Uh, and if my, you guys think, and if you guys think that I'm just saying that because it's Alabama, if it would have went the other way around, and Alabama would have won, and Georgia would have squeaked in by the same token, I would be saying the same thing. I would too. Yeah. Like I would. Oh, without, without a doubt, with shout out that. I'm honest. I'm too honest sometimes, but um, just being a realist, that's just not really that fair. You know, like, hey, you remember that year we went undefeated? When you're, you know, thinking 20 years ago on the front porch with your buddy? He's like, yeah. So, you won the championship, Daddy? No, we didn't win the championship that year. <laughs> this is the team that lost twice. Won we, won, the we won the conference championship. <laughs> Which which is kind of ball game. Which is kind of interesting because yeah. what one year was it Seattle? The Seattle yeah. Seahawks won their conference with what was it like a five hundred record? A seven nine record. Got a wild got a wild card. No, they won the division with a seven nine record and won a playoff game and made it the NFC championship game. Exactly. So I mean to me that's fair. That's if, fair. If you earn you, your 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 season your thing. Yeah, and then at that point, it's up to you to show that yeah. that that you're good enough to move on. But, but another reason, allowed. another reason that that's fair. Besides that, is it's the same for everybody. Everybody has the same set of rules and chances that you do. Yeah. you know what I mean. It has nothing to do with a fucking vote, and that's where it's unfair. Yeah, that's just not. I get it. All these sponsors paid millions for these bowls and all that, <laughs> yeah. but you can still incorporate that into like a bracket system. Oh heck yeah! So, I mean, here's the thing: if you had, if you would have done a top eight format, yeah, you still would have had your four playing now. But this is what you could have included: you could have had what you could have had Ohio State in there, a Central Florida. Um, they were conference champion, and you could have had USC. That's six, and you could add you could add a Central Florida, but that's like that's six teams right there. Then seven, but if you want to do a ten, you could do your conference champ. You can do a conference champ. You can do a wild card conference champ. You can do the top four if you did eight. Then you have your wild card conference champion. Then you get three wild cards. Those three wild cards could have easily been uh, Wisconsin, Auburn, and Penn State. That would have been, I think, a fair bracket. No. If you did eight. And wild cards are made for teams that go through a slump, but correct the shit, you know, right the wrong, kind of like yeah. we did with Auburn. You no. know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's just weird, man. I get it. I just feel sorry for a team that won every game. Yeah. You know what I mean? And still, because of a vote, because yeah. they weren't on the radar. So you cannot have a Cinderella story season in college football because if you're not expected to be there in the pre-game, in the preseason when all the projections are made, guess what? You're already not yeah. going to get voted. Well, I'm going to put it differently as being a Georgia fan. All right. We have Georgia fans that are like, ah, psh, psh. because they're all in the middle of this excitement of Georgia possibly... Yeah. 
uh, you know, A, they're taking on Bama. This is the game everybody's been waiting for, right? It's the national championship, first time in years. So, of course, yes, I can understand we're all excited, right? But here's my thing. If Alabama whips the shit out of Georgia, okay, there, there is, there is the, the word for Alabama fans. They can say, hey, all of you that are saying we didn't earn our way into this is our thing. But as a Georgia fan, if Georgia wins, if Georgia barely wins, there's a part of me that wants them to play that undefeated team yeah. to prove yeah. that there's nobody in the country better than them. Not because somebody said, I deserve to be here and voted for me. Exactly. You know? If I'm a Georgia player, I want that. I don't want to go... Because it's one thing to win a title, but can, you're talking about that guy that's sitting on his porch 20 years saying, explaining why he couldn't win. What about that guy that's sitting on his porch for 20 years explaining why... Yeah. When somebody says, well, you won the championship. Did you guys beat that undefeated 13-0 team? <laughs> exactly. No, and you, because they didn't get a chance to, to play that 13-0 team. Yep. Kind of fucked up. To, to, to me, it's paper. Yep. It's paper. Is it maybe any less exciting excited about the game? Mm-hmm. No. But it just it just says again that there's there's... It's not perfect, and I guess it never will be perfect. But but let that happen to another team that's not just a mediocre school, you yeah. know. And you'll get a little bit more rising out of that. Um, I just oh, if Georgia was undefeated, or if Alabama was undefeated in the same scenario, with a bunch of undefeated or less than undefeated teams ahead of them because of their schedule, fields would be burning. Yeah. Oh, well, gosh. let me ask you this: cars would you, be on fire. Detroit go, would be under How do you go vote? And you and you do your vote and rank the teams, but yet the team that surprised you the most, you didn't vote. How does that work? Like I would vote one number one for the team that like beat all the other big dogs on the ran them off the porch. I mean, like everybody knows the Cinderella story is the one that gets the most allure and exposure. Yeah. Dude, nobody expected. You remember Mizzou? I mean, think, just, think, think about how many Cinderella stories in the uh, in the NCAA basketball yeah, championships yeah, exactly. every year. There's always somebody. And they was it a, Villanova? Villanova used to be the Cinderella team. If you play 60 minutes of basketball harder than the other team each game, you're going to go home with a championship. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you I mean you look at the NCAA, they say, "Oh, this team got shafted. Oh, this team got this, that, and the third. And I mean. That's what I love about March Madness because you'll see that team, that, oh, they shouldn't be there, and then they go to the Elite Eight. Yeah. Or they make it to the Sweet 16, or, they ups, or they're a 12 seed. An unranked team just goes in. Yeah, or they're like, a, what you get is you always, they're a 12 seed, and they beat a 5 seed in the regional. For those of you that don't really know anything outside of wrestling, we're kind of putting this in a little bit more respect perspective. Think, uh, think Hands of Stone Garvin. <laughs> beating Ric Flair for the world championship. The least likely person that should ever hold the title in, in a lot of people's opinion is on that elite list of people to hold that championship. And Bill Goldberg's 942-0 and 0 and still can't get it. There you go. Yeah. That's right, baby. <laughs> so... Goldberg, I heard, came out the womb at 17-0. and 0. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. 
I'm going to say he's 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 magical. How many people you know could win like a thousand straight matches and only wrestle in like ten of them? Right? (laughs) Can win a thousand straight matches in nine hundred and one days. Yeah, (laughs) right, baby. He wrestled twice on some of those days. There you go. His mom said he crowned at a dozen wins. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) All I'm going to say about the about the. I, I, I got to watch and, and I watched some of it with Stoney the end of the uh, Georgia Oklahoma game where they went in a double overtime about died after Georgia blocked that last field goal yeah I was, I was like each time it would keep going I was like Jesus let's see if we can beat the high score on this blood pressure machine uh-huh, yeah <laughs> no I'm sitting there like uh, uh, tight chest and really like, my, my mom comes back and she's just like he's like well it's a hell of a game did you see it <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. The question is: Is this going to turn into this year's miracle on ice? Remember, in 1980, United yeah. States in hockey beats the Russians. That's all we remember. But nobody seems to remember the fact that they played a few days later for the gold medal and won. And won. So is that is that what's going to happen with this? Are we going to remember this game, or or is Georgia Alabama actually going to be the game? That somehow tops this championship, this last game. I think Fromm's a. Uh, it's gonna be tough. A prime time dude. Oh yeah, without I think, a doubt. I think he thrives for it. He don't get nervous. He just he might get nervous, but as soon as that ball gets kicked into the air, all that goes away for him. What was you said, Mike, about is like take a drink every time the announcer say true freshman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, as soon as I read that post that he said it, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, first of all, I got so yeah. tired. So I did for everybody that is not Facebook friends. I updated my shit. I was like. For all of you that made me play in a drinking game where you take a shot every time the announcer says true freshman, you're missing a fucking hell of a second half. This game is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, dude, my wife finally, like, a minute into the game, like, so what's a true freshman? I was like, well, since they said it ten times already. Yeah. And then they just kept on and kept on and kept on. I was like, Jesus, what are they getting paid to say this? You would think it was the word Dr. Pepper. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, for those wrestling people who don't understand, the Crimson Mask. Yeah. There we go. Or, Wherewithal. Yeah. Guys, I'm, announcers, which Kenny and I are for VPW, these are words that you just forget and you don't use anymore because everybody else has used them. Yeah. Who cares if they still use them on WWE? They're yeah. overdone. Just like Nickelback theme songs. Just That's done. right, man. Right? And so, another thing, too, about the whole Georgia thing is back to the Oklahoma was Baker Mayfield. I mean, here's this Heisman Trophy winner. He kind of reminded me of an old-school heel, so to speak, Baker Mayfield was. And it was like, it was just, it goes back to us when Hulk Hogan would beat the bad guy. And then when Georgia beat Oklahoma, it reminded me when Hulk Hogan would say, beat a David Schultz and Nikolai Volkov, Iron Sheik, or one of those when that, when Baker Mayfield got beat. I mean, he had the he had the he had the confidence, the cockiness, the arrogance, and the swag. He was that old school heel you wanted to beat. And, I mean, he would have been. Let's just put it this way: if he was a wrestler in the '60s. Baker Mayfield, God, <laughs> his golden was a tremendous competitor. He would have been a hat pin guy. If somebody would have got him with a hat pin. And, and, and you think you were having a heart attack during that game? JR sitting here trying to throw back shots at barbecue, <laughs> trying to figure out he's going to hold half his face up. Uh, I mean, he's like, ah, 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 <laughs> 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 
Eight Eight Eight. Eight. We should Black probably. God. I mean, birthday boy. We should probably. We should probably send him a message, making sure he's okay after that game. Yeah. No, nah, he uh, he took a birthday picture, so he was good. Oh, okay, thank good. God. We put it on his Twitter, his Instagram account, so he's good. We kid, we kid. We look at you're one of the all-time best announcers of all time. You're the only thing from Oklahoma worth the fuck. There you go. Besides Bill Watts. And, and a few chicks. And Dr. <laughs> and Dr. Dusty Williams. There you go. Yeah, I, was, I, was Russell was I don't know. Dr. Dusty Williams is tad overrated. Yeah, but he was also, he was, I mean, because he did play football. He was, he was he, an all-pro. He played football at Oklahoma. He's, an, he's a boomer sooner. There you go. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, since this is wrestling, before we get out of here, you want to talk a little bit about uh, the show that's going to happen in about a month. Uh, yeah, I guess we should then. Uh VPW's next show is February 10th at the Sweetwater Gym, where it has been since they started their shows. Uh, way out on Renz Highway, Thompson, Georgia. Um, you know, it's out there kind of in this little desolate area in a park. But uh, He ain't kidding. I mean, you hear whistling and tumbleweed go by. I think, <laughs> I think Hancock should buy it and just turn it into the VPW Training Center and train yeah. an event oh. center. No, he goes... VPW um, Arena. Yes. No, real quick, let me say Arena. something something here really quick. He's uh, a... I mean, I definitely, I definitely would love to. I definitely have seen the clips. I've seen y'all's commentary. I need to see this live, and I won't say this. I haven't been to any show in a while, but that's one group I would definitely check out with VPW. And, and they got a lot of nominations in the GWH um, uh, awards for this year. Um, I'm, yeah. If you want to find out who won... Just, just look. In fact, in, in the, I was the, looking. The I saw. And I think I saw online on one site that the pale horse Josie Quinn, who was formerly the rookie of the year from the GWH, will be at the BPW show. Nice. And also, too, another guy who was endorsed by Omega Promoter and Hardy Boys original uh, Thomas Simpson Tracer X. Tracer X. Yeah, he'll be on the card, and that's a Thomas Simpson favorite. He has his list of favorite wrestlers. Tracer X is actually um, a big match because isn't he going against the uh, uh, the, the guy that won the new uh, the new belt? Oh yeah, Darius Lockhart. No, I guess it wasn't Owen Knight. Who's he taking on? He's wrestling Darius Lockhart. Darius Lockhart. That's it. That should be a good match right there. Yeah, because so. they have they have announced some of the matches already. I haven't really uh, I've seen the poster and I did the commercial. But and while Kenny's oh. while Kenny's pulling this up, we also want to remind you guys that in March or April is Legends of Wrestling comes to Augusta, Georgia. So come hang out with us. I'm proud that they've been on the radio on two different channels here in town. That's yeah. usually not something you do in this town. That's a, that's a yeah. no. Like you get. Death threats for that, but yeah, like both uh, both of our air radio stations are pushing that really well. There you go. And so I went ahead and bought my VIP. Well, I've, been, I've been told that uh, that uh, Bushido is, is now running shows and talks. Oh yes, three yes. or what? Yes, yeah, so yeah, let, uh, let me go to. Yes, matter of fact, that is this weekend that we are taping is the Bushido show in. They have decided to have a show in VPW territory, which I don't really want to totally slag because I believe it's a benefit show for the Girls and Boys Club oh, of yeah. Thompson, maybe. That's cool. But I do want to say that um, as somebody who was hired to run sound for that particular company a couple years ago, I'm hoping that their standards and practices have been lifted up because I'm still waiting for my money. 
for supplying sound oh, for uh, Wrestling Bushido a few years ago. So I will not be a- attending unless somebody like has VIP <laughs> accommodations for me. I'm sorry. I think that's fair. Not here to start crap, but I'm just saying this is nothing against the wrestlers so on the card. So that even read write you a bad check. You just nope. didn't get paid. Nope. I, I, I went in and I was told, hey, our event did bad. I don't have money for you. And then when I tried to contact my couple days later, I was totally ignored, so. Damn, if I had $1 for every sound guy that's been oh, boy. fucked out of money in this tent place, I would be rich. Yeah. And I would pay yeah. all y'all some money. Oh, all right, well, give us some DPW stuff when we get all out right, of here. Let's see. Well, I know that at the show we're going to see, uh, yeah, we just talked about Darius Lockhart and Tracer X facing each other. In the show. Bam! Hex is going to be there. Hex? Chris Main's going to be there. Uh-oh. Chip Day is going to be there. Chip Day a lot. Uh, I believe Chip Day was a uh, a nominee for some awards yep. at the GW for GW. So like I said, if you want to know who won those awards, the longest running indie guys. Just like, kind of yeah. oh, heck, yeah. Tuesday night show. Yeah. This radio network. He goes. He goes around too. I mean, he doesn't stay in Georgia. He wrestles in other states too. And let's see. There's another match they've announced. Um, Josie Quinn and Charlie Anarchy. Which I think we had we had Charlie Anarchy on the TV yeah. show at one point. Charlie Anarchy's been kind of wrestling one way or another for right. a few years now. And uh, let's see, uh, I know the Monster Squad's going to be there. Monster so, Squad. Oh, yeah. But, of course, in April will be the return of the Rock and Roll Express to That's defend right. the title. Woo! It's going to be awesome. That's right. Yeah. Well, that's about all I've got on the VBW front. Uh, the only so far the two matches have been announced. There you go. So, um, so what is this? All right. Well, any, I'm going to make a wrestling like, debut one day in Sweet I guess there's going to be an online yeah. store soon for VBW. I'm only going to so. do the elbow drop off the steel beam. <laughs> you know, like, and I'm going to miss the table completely. <laughs> Just so I can have four million views and then I'm done. Yeah, there you go. Well, I, uh, I'll go ahead and say And then Jim Cornette. <laughs> and Jim Cornette <laughs> brutally. Ch- chastise you which you should on, on his show a whole hour of your move he brought up a very good point what the fuck was you trying to land anyway <laughs> like what, what would have happened if I you mean, landed talking, this shit he talked the one with a dude seen it? oh the yeah, guy yeah. does that real high oh I remember that <laughs> yeah, what you got for us Kenny oh, I, I don't have a link or anything but uh VVW does have an online uh, a shop now an online store we buy your tickets uh, yeah, well, this is the this is the DVDs, tumblers, decals, and merch. The the tickets you get a ticket. Please button. move on. Oh yeah, please, please buy some DVDs because um, you'll be able to hear at least two of our great voices on uh, on those DVDs. True. And maybe we can work it out to where like we can actually expand and get Will or and Mike or maybe all four of us. Maybe the big event in April. Maybe we gotta four of do us. it because yeah. February. I mean, uh, Jan- February. Yeah, February 2019. They stopped making DVD players, so we, we need to get on really? some DVDs. No, I'm just, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. But. I mean, yeah, it's on its way out. But yeah, so uh, let's see. SOSCustomTees.com is uh, where you can find the BBW store, but I don't have like an exact SOSCustomTees.com. That's what it says. It looks like they have a shop link on their on their page. Nick! Shop. There you go. Yeah, all kinds of cool stuff here. Logo, the DVDs. Yeah, you can get... the Infection 2 DVD that show Buff Bagwell was at uh, $15 Fall Brawl 7 that was the first one Stoney and I did commentary with Justin yep with Justin is uh, the Rock and Roll Express one where they win the belts available yet 
Not yet. It will be. That'll be soon. Oh, without a doubt, man. So, but, I definitely uh, would get that in my collection. Yeah, Fall Brawl 7, that was the one with, um, with, uh, ooh, Chris Man and Chip Day. I think so. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, all right. And to all our fans in Atlanta, I want to say I'll see you in a couple weeks. Kiss Fest. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Uh-huh. All our fans in Atlanta. Y'all keep it real tomorrow night. That's right. Keep it real. Matter of fact, if you ain't going to the game, I would recommend you just like to stay t- home. tonight. I meant you not drop Got Monday night. Buddy, that's the big one. I got a couple yeah. friends that are going. They bought tickets months ago, and they're Holy like, "Well, shit. doesn't You've make got it. friends that rich? No, they bought tickets months ago when they weren't very uh, expensive. Oh, and I know someone that had season one. tickets. Yeah. But it was funny because he was a season ticket holder. He ended up getting a national championship ticket by virtue of being a season yeah. ticket holder. They nice. also went to UGA, so they might have gotten a discount or something. Yeah, that's yeah. that. Well, they you UGA can get them actually right. free if you donate to the school and on a certain list. So, uh, I got you. yeah. Well, as far as I know, they they bought the tickets. So. I, I don't trust me, it costs a lot more to donate. So you just <laughs> rather pay two thousand dollars for a ticket. Yeah, so. All right, wrestling fans, as we watch the end of the main event from. Uh, this great uh, Japan thing. Want to remind you guys that you can find out all the news on Southeast Indie Wrestling, Georgia Wrestling History at gwhnewsandnotes.blogspot.com. That's right. And don't forget oh, you, events coming up in across the Southeast, as well as a couple of great events here in Augusta, Georgia, uh, for all you guys getting ready for the national championship. We wish your teams, uh, you and your teams, the best. Safety for all the players involved, yes. and um, unless they don't play for Georgia, yeah, there we go. So, <laughs> all right, you want to take us home? Sports about it. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in to this special uh, kind of football edition of GWH TV Talk on the GWH Radio Network. I've been Kenny J with uh, John Stoney Cannon. Hi-ya! Will Wheeler. Yeah. Mike Garrett. Go dogs. And Mr. Who is a dog. And <laughs> he's just chilling. Hey, buddy. And we will see you next time when we get our happy behinds uh, back in the couch for another recording. So, see you guys on the flippy. Woo! Right here! John Raffle. History. Like a to be the man, you gotta beat the man. We'll beat you worse for being a little man. Atlanta, GA, Hotland is the Freebirds town, man. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. A very spirited crowd here today at the Television Sports Arena. 